homie. Leave me alone. Can't you see I'm listening to the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse? <laughs> oh, man, we just missed Julie Kavner. Oh, you just missed her. Oh, oh no. She only had so much time. She's got to go record that, uh, that next season of uh, The Simpsons, you know. Uh, season 48. Uh, no time to trifle with us with their incredible comedy that is uh, still definitely at the height of its, uh, at its Olympian heights to this day. I'm so sure of it, I don't even need to go watch the episodes. I saw someone share a clip on Twitter today. Oh my god! <laughs> Simpsons World Trump interacting Whoa. with the with the Congresswoman of Color, and I don't even need to watch it, because I know it's brilliant. The, the, the part at the end where they start can-can dancing? They start- No! The, the DNC, all the people in the DNC, they start can-can dancing, as if like, oh-ho-ho-ho, we're so getting this guy, we got him good, because he can't keep up with the can-can dancing. I, I hate to do this. Excuse me just one second, please. Ah! <laughs> okay. Mm. I had that yeah. pillow next to me just for such occasions. I think I got it out of my system. I, I kept going like, please tell me this isn't real. Because there were like some parts where it just got so bad. It was just like, oh, like, oh, they think they're taking Trump down a peg. But it's just the general Simpsons inoffensive comedy these days. So it's just kind of like, well, any fucking way. <laughs> if Twitter and the internet were around... At the time The Simpsons started, you'd be inescapable. And it's inescapable now, but in the sense that, like, it's really easy to meme, which is weird. Oh, it is funny how it's like Simpsons is ubiquitous, but no one likes what they're doing lately. <laughs> like, how does that happen? <laughs> all the memes are from, like, seasons two to six. Yeah, so it's like, we all remember it. you, Simpsons. We're just, just not like... And you know what the funny thing is? I actually watched an episode or two when I was uh, kicking it up in New York, and I was like, you know, th these aren't too bad, but it's kind of like, I don't want to peek around the corner, <laughs> you know? You just keep whistling past that graveyard. Yeah, Darren. exactly. <laughs> See, I think that's the thing. Um, it's kind of the running joke everyone is in on except the people who work on the simpsons by the look of it yeah that that it's just not funny anymore and that makes me wonder that when you got like bart smacking homer in the back with the chair and there was some other simpsons meme recently that fucking caught on like wildfire that no one's watching it now Oh, I remember the, the remember the the Marge Simpson when she did the the dancing thing, dance with me, Lisa, and she started doing the I'll crump with your sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> I remember that. So since no one is watching it now, it's like the only way that The Simpsons is part of pop culture are memes referencing episodes from, like, 20-something years ago. Like, what if literally, if it weren't for the fact that it was being memed, like, it would be canceled? The fucking Homer busting into Bart's room to tell him about the boogeyman <laughs> or boogeyman that may be in the house. I've seen two clips recently, and when I say recently, I mean, like, within the past year, um, that involve Simpsons World Trump. And I think they're, like online clips like i don't think they're parts of actual episodes okay because it seems like just the sound work of the clip seemed a little like off you know that's, that's another thing is that they're unfinished 
the writing could be a little, uh, could go a little harder than that, because, you know, we're in fucking 2019, we're just not a fucking joke anymore. Like, look, if you're going tackling shit, fucking tackling shit. Don't fucking pussy foot around with me. (laughs) There are jokes in older episodes of The Simpsons which are way more subtle, and also at the same time, way more biting. There was the episode, uh, the uh, Halloween episode, where the two presidential candidates are taken over by the aliens. That is like yeah. top tier political commentary. Where it was like, dude, both both parties suck. That's a really valuable lesson to learn <laughs> as a kid in the 90s. That, hey, they're the same fucking thing, guys. The way this joke ended, right? The way this skit ended in particular... Oh, uh, it's like they were the DNC started can can dancing. There's a long line of them, and then one person who I think was supposed to be Joe Biden, but they made him look way too young. Which you know he's still super old anyway. But like, yeah, you know, and because they gave him like a big smile, like a hand, and like ah, because look. Joe Biden's gonna come in. He's definitely gonna handle that Trump because because Trump goes like, oh, I've got to keep can can dancing because if I don't, that means I'm a loser. <laughs> and they're like, ah, uh, and he falls down and he has a heart attack. Oh, you are a loser. <laughs> oh God, dude, this uh, children are being uh, ripped from their families. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. This writing would have been made fun of on The Simpsons 20 years ago. It's so bad. It's weird that, and I think we talked about this on the show before because we're both very big Simpsons fans, so it's bound to come up every so often, that Simpsons turned, uh, they jumped the shark when they went from being counterculture to being the culture. Mm -hmm. Because at the time, it was like, your average family on TV was very, like, squeaky clean, very clean cut. So when Fox comes through with the fucking Bundys on Married with Children yeah, and, that's, the, that's, and the Simpsons, uh-huh. it's like, this is a more realistic snapshot of what families are actually like. So it was like, it's throwing the reality of it in your face. But when that just becomes the norm, it's like, how do you keep up? My, yeah, like, it went from, oh, aren't we cheeky for making fun of ourselves to now we're just relying on the fact that you know who we are to just make these cheap jokes. But on top of that, the thing that I always hated that was, like, the death knell for me for comedy was when they had celebrity guests that, like, you could obviously tell, like, didn't have a fucking sense of humor. So they had to, like, you know, be, you know, uh, walk on eggshells with any sort of, like, comedy that would be making fun of them. You know, again, I was earlier going to draw a parallel between The Simpsons and Saturday Night Live because if they're thinking, hey, you know, we already got the TV market down, or at least they think so, I assume The Simpsons still gets pretty good ratings or else they wouldn't still yeah, do like, it. Somebody's got to be watching it. Someone's got to be watching it. It's on in waiting rooms in the hospital somewhere. It's I don't all those people know. who just turned, like, ju- just reached that point where, like, this is the show I watch, and hey, it's still on. Awesome. You know what I mean? But Saturday Night Live also, years ago, tried to do the, hey, you know, we're on TV, we're doing pretty good. Let's do some online clips also. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Whenever Except Andy Samberg was in them, they was hot. The fucking, yeah, when Lonely Island was fucking popping, and it was almost like people were talking more about the shorts yeah. than the actual episodes. I remember that. Well. When, when fucking, when the Dear Sister or whatever clip 
went fucking viral. The much yeah. Which fucking which by the way in 2019 that's like a parody of what the OC or some shit. Uh, yeah, like no one knows what the fuck. That was no bad. one knows what the context is. Everyone just knows that emotion heap song and the slow motion. What I'm noticing now is yeah, like hey, you know people want the political satire, so let's put Trump and Jeff Sessions in a clip. And let's not make fun of Jeff Sessions being a fucking racist. Let's just make fun of that he has big ears, because that's funny. And now you're looking at Trump in this in this short, and when you got the fucking 4chan and 8chan trolls making fun of liberals with the catchphrase, uh, orange man bad, claiming that, like, oh, all liberals say the same thing, that he's orange, that's their one, that's their one joke, and then you look at The Simpsons, and not only are they making fun of his hair, th- th- he has to be orange, because those are the only two fucking easy jokes they can do. And, and he's got the little hands. Oh, of course, he's got little... really long red tie. Uh, that, oh, that, uh, man. Do you think you might be compensating for something? <laughs> it's the fucking jokes people were making fun of during the election? <laughs> yeah. That you don't really hit the same... Now that it's a horrifying reality that we all have to live with on a daily basis. Guys. I'm just saying. (laughs) When Simpsons had their fucking fingers on the pulse, which they did for quite a while. um, And then you notice that they almost kind of did the inverse of South Park. Because at the beginning, Mm. South Park was like, hey, you know, this is just a fucking town where weird shit happens. You know, and you just got these four kids dealing with weird shit. Fucking me- and for a joke, they would throw in something political, you know? Oh, it's fucking Mecha Streisand. It's goddamn, yeah, or, it's killer or turkeys. I'm Bill Curtis. Like, remember that fucking, uh... Yeah, something real small. Yeah, the, the, the fucking board game. I'm Bill Curtis. <laughs> something really small like that. But then South Park became every fucking episode needs to be a meta commentary on something going on right now in the country. <laughs> and Matt, M- M- Matt and Trey, they're going to try their best... To uh, to try to make try to make some sense out of this crazy mixed up world with their own ragtag spin on it. Yeah, well, you know, you know, that's a good point. Actually, it started off being, look at this silly real world. It's just as crazy as the South Park world. Let's have a laugh at the ridiculousness. To oh shit, you guys are actually listening to what we're saying. Oh no. <laughs> and now you look back on episodes like. Hey, the people who are intolerant of intolerant people are just as bad as the intolerant people. You're like, oh my god, oh, we're enlightened. Oh or, no, <laughs> when, or or uh, uh, when they they fucking had to apologize to goddamn Al Gore in that episode. Apparently, there was a oh, South Park episode where they apologize. They technically apologized to Al Gore for uh, uh, you know basically making a joke out of climate change with the man bear pig thing. How about that? They, they were really right on the money with that one i remember even as a fucking like fourth or fifth grader at the time just being like i don't know i don't think i don't think he's making fun of him like you know like it just felt like aren't there he might have a point guys like yeah 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 yeah. like first of all that like yeah i was like i think he got his point and on top of that like i think there's like more people doing worse things than someone annoyingly trying to tell you about the world beat going to shit then a man who released a fucking documentary about climate change. Really? That's, like, about all he fucking did? Yeah, like, I'm trying to think, and like, what else did his he ass do that? that was so, like, annoying, you know? Look, all I'm saying is when I was growing up and I was watching Nickelodeon and the fucking Big Help 
on Nick yes! News. Yes! That, that to me was like, oh, we fucking got this all under control because I'm turning the water off and I'm brushing my teeth. I saved the motherfucking planet. Y'all, that's all I need to do is plant a goddamn tree on Arbor Day, and we're good. I got this. Don't worry. So now when I'm growing up, and it's like, what the fuck? I was watching Captain Planet for years. <laughs> you mean to tell me I watched that bullshit show? I watched that bullshit fucking show. <laughs> and it didn't change anything, huh? Were you guys not watching the boring cartoon? Uh, probably, was I the only one? Yeah, probably because the people you know making that cartoon and running the corporation were probably had had another side business where they oh. were uh, you know maybe selling some trash here, selling son some, of a bitch, selling some uh, uh, planned obsolescence there, you know. <laughs> <sighs> By the way, I think it's worth noting that uh, that thing we talked about with the Taylor Swift thing about like. Hey, you know, we're, we're purposely making the, the enemy, like, quote-unquote ugly and unconventional. Mm. They did that exact same shit on Captain Planet, where, like, all the yeah. bad guys were almost, like, <laughs> mutiny look Like, mutiny. Like, they, they looked like mutants. And yeah, even, like, yeah. the main villain, who kind of looked, quote-unquote, normal, it's just because, like... Her hair was covering half her face, yeah. and if you pull that hair away, oh, she's disfigured. It's like, yeah, but, look, man, the enemy looks just like us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that, I remember They're the main no one. I remember the main one was the really disgusting guy. You know, he looked like just sludge incarnate. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. But like, it's like, oh. no, man. It's the fucking giant corporations, like the corporation that put this cartoon on the air in the first place. Exactly. In order to say, look, 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 see, we're we're, we're actually doing something good because we're going to tell the next generation to handle this shit. (laughs) When really, in reality, the only reason they made the cartoon was to write it off as educational programming. Exactly. Do you ever think about, okay, so like all those TV shows you used to watch like in the 90s or late 80s that were just like, they would shoehorn in some lesson at the end. And you're always just. Oh, yeah. And you know, you're always just like. Alright. Like, as a kid, you're just like, okay, I'm glad you decided to say that. But, like, as an adult, you just look back and you're like, oh, they just put that in there because they fucking knew the show didn't have any actual values, like, for the first 20 minutes. So oh, they had to yeah. just jam in a direct lesson. Like, you know what I mean? Like, most TV shows, like, the way the plot unfolds, there's some sort of lesson in there, you know? But it's like, these shows are just so badly written, they're just like, Nah, this is just about solar toys, and alright, I guess we have to have the, you know, designated amount of time where we say that we have to tell you something. <laughs> like, like, like if I'm sitting there watching G.I. Joe on a Saturday morning, right, like, I can gain lessons of, you know, teamwork, or any kind of pro-military propaganda they're shoving in my face as a child, that's what I need, but... Only at the end are they like, hey, by the way, you might not want to talk to strangers because they might be dangerous. Oh, I actually learned something today. I didn't learn anything from the first 22 minutes, but that last 20 seconds, that's going to be the that's going to be the takeaway. Or like Sonic says, exactly. you know, I'm, I'm watching Sonic and I'm learning, hey, you know, Dr. Robotnik's a pretty bad dude because he's putting all these woodland creatures and turning them into robots. Mm. That's that's no good news. And he's super, like, into <laughs> that's pollution. That's no good. <laughs> that's no good. And he's all about pollution. So I guess I'm learning a message there. Oh, but what's that, Sonic? Oh, also, it's not a good idea for me to climb into the washing, or the washing machine <laughs> or dryer because I might die. Thanks, Sonic and Tails. Courtney Barnett 
came out with an album called uh, Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit. And I feel like, like by nature of that album being such an interesting title, I know I've heard it at some point. You know? like It had to have crossed your ears at some point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this album was requested, by the way, by Andrew McKay. Thank you very much for requesting this album. And if you want to know how to request an album for the show, make sure to listen uh, through to the end of the show and we'll explain it uh, at the end. Uh, I've never heard of Courtney Barnett before this album. I've never listened to her, um, but it sounds like something I might have listened to, hmm, maybe like eight years ago or so. Well, I was thinking more like in the 90s with Alanis Morissette in in, in Noom Cats, you know? (laughs) Alanis Morissette, Sheryl Crow, you know. Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking! When I heard like the okay, so the first track is just kind of weird, but after that is it, it's it's more like straight laced. What that sort of style is, the sort of you know yeah. in the coffee shops, you know, some oh, smoky, is... chilled out fucking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get this girl, who, but but she's not from America. You know, she's from somewhere else. You know, but she's, she's, she yeah, she's Australian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so she she she's got a little bit of you know you know foreign perspective. You know what I'm saying? We used to talking about her shit. I, I like yeah. it especially because like okay, so the song right before that is small poppies that's the most yeah. uh coffee shop rock it gets yeah. right and then you get the next mm-hmm. song to preston which literally like that's where i wrote down the note oh this is like coffee shop rock and the next song is like we don't have to be around all these coffee shops <laughs> oh, like, oh yeah it's a little self-aware <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. i think when i said earlier that like this is something i'd listened to like eight or so years ago i specifically uh because i was in a bit of a a mood for this mm. type of stuff. Or were you feeling a little angrier? <laughs> not necessarily angrier. I, I didn't really get uh, angst on this. A bit of a malcontent. Like, <laughs> I, I mean your uh, your Regina Specters. Oh, your, I see what you're saying. Your yeah. Emojin heaps. Oh, I, I don't just listen to music style. to dance. I listen to it to think. You know, like that type I, of... I, I just sit there and let it wash over me mm-hmm. like a fucking wave, man. As you, as you yeah. puff on your corncob pipe and, and, and appreciate, you know, what they're really doing. I'm sitting there listening to Feist and Cat Power. Ooh, Feist, there you go. <laughs> mentioning all these acts that people haven't talked about in, who boy, a I long ass time. I remember one, two, three, four, and I just remember like, oh, okay, you know, I'm feeling you. Oh, music video done in one take. Let me see what else you got. And then just, they didn't, nobody wanted them to do anything else, I guess. No. <laughs> nope. That was good. We're good. We, we, we got the song the, for the iPod commercial. Exactly. That's you, know, you know what it is, too, because it's like, it's one of those, she's one of those artists that like stinks. So I'm like, you know, there's probably more, but like, she just happened to make the song with the one, two, three, four, to, hey, I like making a fun song every now and then. It's like, oh shit, that's the only thing I'm going to be known for. Fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. I counted. You're never supposed to count. <laughs> fuck. Uno, dos, tres, catorce. It's Oh my god, another iPod song! (laughs) Dude, what the fuck? The Fratellis and the Caesars didn't count in their songs, but they still uh, showed up in iPod commercials. Oh my god. But but let's get back to this album, because I want to... Oh, if we have to. Track number one, Elevator Operator. Elevator Operator. (laughs) It reminds me of the song Temporary Secretary by uh, Paul McCartney, which fucking sucks, by the way, don't listen to that. Mm. It's really bad. But, um, yeah, here we have Elevator Operator. 
Um, one of the more interesting in concepts, I guess. And maybe confusing, I think one could justifiably throw in that word. Like, okay, so here, here, here can I just say that, lay out the concept of the song? Okay. So you got a, this elevator operator, I guess older gentleman, is riding this kid up to the top of the elevator. And he's looking at this kid and he's like, hmm, I think this kid... I feel like this kid it doesn't feel like he's having a good day. I think this kid actually is it wants to go up to the top of this building because he's feeling a little uh, 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 like like life is hard and he might and he might jump right. He might jump, yeah. So he's saying yeah, the courses don't jump, little boy. Don't jump off that roof. You've got your whole life ahead of you. You're still in youth. I'd give anything to have skin like you, which is oddly specific. <laughs> Your fucking like, skin, give me it. Yeah, like, um, alright. <laughs> you know, maybe like like a back like yours, you know, like, oh, I can run, you know what I mean? But like, specifically skin, like... <laughs> but then the song continues, because here's what's weird. So, you have this whole thing, of, like, he's saying, like, oh, don't jump, little boy, you know, I'd give anything to be like you. And the boy's like, nah, I wasn't gonna jump. In fact, I actually think life is really stressful. Uh, I, I just wanted to come up here, you know, just to see how beautiful it is. I wish I could, you know, take control again. I wish I could have a simple job and just, like, be able to, you know, ha have things simple again. Man, I wish I was an elevator operator just like you. And then it goes back to the chorus, which says, don't jump, little boy, but we've already established that he doesn't want to jump. Yeah, and I got that too. And I don't know why he, like, what the fuck? Who wants to be an elevator up? Like, what the fuck? Like, huh? You know? I thought it was interesting how he says, um, I want to I be up here and pretend I'm playing SimCity. And then, then refers to how everyone uh, looks like ants from up where, mm -hmm. he, up where he is, but doesn't reference the game Sim Ant. It's too deep of a reference. Too deep of a, of a reference. Oh, you think you're cool? You think, you think you're cooler than uh, uh, Miss Barnett over here with with her, you know, fucking band behind her? You, you think you, you think you got the smoky coffee shop uh, '90s, you know, snapping fucking black and white? You think you got that energy? Look, I I may not be the hip bohemian that Courtney Barnett is or aspires to be, but I think I have the advantage on her where she might not have had the scholastic book fair take home catalog where it shows you all the all the fun pc computer games you could possibly buy mm, and see. you're looking at them and you'll go oh sim ant that sounds really fucking weird keep it away from me <laughs> but it sticks it sticks with you is what i'm saying because the box art is just a picture of a giant ant i haven't heard like a uh a girl rocker chick in a long time. You know, like, what, what the fuck was the last time we, we really had the mainstream? What, fucking Avril Lavigne? In the mainstream. You know what I mean? Oh, she's going back on tour again, by the way. Like, I haven't heard someone sound like an Alanis Morissette where it's just like, what the fuck is she talking about? Where is she going with this fucking song? And it, it, it took me, personally, to, to what I felt were interesting places. So I gotta say, I was actually rocking with a, with a lot of it. I wasn't really feeling it because just, like, overall... Uh, the music was just kind of, for the most part, it was just kind of generic, not very interesting. Um, and I didn't really get the impression that, like, this was like, you know, I I didn't really look at this as a rock album. I mean, it rocks at, at points. Yeah. But, yeah, they use uh, live instruments, you know. I, I thought, uh, I felt like every, the beginning of every track had a melody that would make me go like, oh, I like that. 
I, you know, I, I did like a couple of the riffs, and I did make note of yeah, like I dig what they're doing here. Like Aqua Profunda, the shorter song. Yeah, oh, that had dude. a killer intro. I, I will say this: uh, she's got to stick with the shorter songs. That's under two minutes. That is direct and to the point. Why? 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 The fucking why? 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 Are there two songs on this album that are almost seven minutes? Which song? What? Is Fucking Kim's Caravan. Oh. And Small Poppies. Small Poppies. You did it twice. What are you doing? Uh, what are you doing? I like those songs. <laughs> no. In fact, in no, fact, no, I, I'm, no. I'm going to justify Kim's Caravan. Actually, it was it? it what was interesting to me about that song is that, like, so, you know, it's got that chilled out fucking Nick Cave, you know, red right hand, the little, the little unnerving, you know, bass going on in the background. I, did like, the, I did like the atmosphericness of that You know, one, and, yeah. and she was like, you know, I saw Jesus and he was smiling at me or something like that. And then at the end of the song, he, 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 it switches for some reason. It's like, I saw Jesus and he was frowning at me and it's just the way like both times it feels scary you know like both times it feels <laughs> weird oh yeah uh, oh actually yo watermarks on the ceiling i can see jesus and he's frowning at me oh this fucking mm. imagery i see a dead seal on the beach the old man says he's already saved it three times this week guess it just wants to die i would want to die too oh. with people putting oil into my air and it's just like oh <laughs> Man, see, I I was so fucking checked out by that point mm. that I guess I really wasn't paying that much attention. And, and I especially uh, like the lyrics. Well, well, see, you're saying that it's longer, and I actually liked the use of repetition here because uh, as mm. the song goes on, she's sort of talking about like, um, take what you want from me. Don't ask me what I really mean. I'm just a reflection of what you really want to see. And I find mm. like that was the sort of self awareness that I liked. The sort of like. You know, like, when people ask someone, like, what does this song mean? It's like, look, you already have your interpretation, and you were going to make that. So don't fucking ask me what it means. Just make your own already. Cause, and, and then it sort of becomes about, like, because you just want to use me to justify your, you know, your your ideology the way you use, the way we all use, you know, uh, pop culture and whatever to justify things. So, uh, but it sort of becomes callous after a while, which is just like, so take what you want from me. When it just starts repeating, where it's just like, you're just kind of like, oh, all right, fine, I'll stop listening, Jesus. <laughs> Like, I'll stop interpreting your songs. I'm sorry. <laughs> the three songs that got the highest ratings for me were Pedestrian at Best, Aqua Profunda, and where did it go? I just had it. Um, Nobody really cares if you don't go to the party. <laughs> I love that. That that perfectly encapsulates a feeling. That that is a uh, as the kids would say hashtag mood <laughs> with the chorus. I want to go out, but I want to stay home. My problem with the album is nothing is particularly interesting. Like her her vocal style is interesting at kind of at first because it's different than what I'm used to hearing. That gets old for me. Uh, the riffs are okay, but after a while, they just kind of become background noise. The lyrics, for the most part, aren't particularly clever, and when they are, it's in very small doses. I like the cleverness when it pops in, in moments, but there are other moments like Elevator, Operator, where it's just like, 
I think you're trying to be clever. What the fuck's happening right now? <laughs> like, um, Debbie Downer. I thought that one was weird because, like, I liked where the verses were going, but then the chorus was, don't stop listening, I'm not finished yet. I'm not fishing for your compliments. Mm, and it just yeah. repeats that. And it's just like... A lot, yeah. And, you know, I looked in the genius like, oh, she's doing a contradiction. Because she, it's like, okay, but see... Words still have to mean things, though, guys. Like Words mean things, <laughs> yeah. yes. And so it's just like, don't stop listening, I'm not finished. Okay, so you're talking about something, and then I'm not finishing for your compliments. Oh, okay, so you, you don't want me to... Wait, what's happening? Oh, I thought I was listening to you, though. Like, what? <laughs> you know? Do you have anything else on this? Um, Like I said, I also liked... Uh, Dead Fox. I really liked Dead, Dead Fox. Dead Fox was okay. Um, I, th- I thought that was catchy. Specifically because uh, th- with the first verse, I wasn't clear what was happening, but then by the second verse, I was. Uh, the first mm. verse is talking about, like, you know, some friend saying, like, oh, uh, my friend tells me I should go uh, whole, you know, shopping at Whole Foods or something like that because, yeah. you know, it's more expensive, but they say that there's bad shit in the food. There's there's nicotine in the apples or some shit. Oh, yeah, I remember that part. Yeah. And, uh, like, that one, like, I didn't know what was happening, but by the second verse where it was, like, Big business overtaking without indicating. He passes on the right, been driving through the night to bring us the best price. And earlier in the verse, she was talking about how, like, this, uh, like, Walmart truck or whatever was, like, you know, taking a left without seeing her and was almost about to, like, fucking kill her, right? And in the chorus that you hear before is, if you can't see me, I can't see you. And where at first it doesn't make any sense, when you get to the second verse, it's just like, but also just the fact of, like, you know, corporations not caring about smaller people, you know? Yeah, okay. I like I like that yeah. double meaning. You know. Uh, overall, I came away with a two and a half. How about you? Man. Look, I was feeling that four, buddy. That was a Ooh. four, good buddy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, we're fucking truckers now? <laughs> we got a going off podcast. Ain't you a wonderful site? <laughs> Homie, they're talking about our album. Come quick. Alright, that wasn't as good. <laughs> that sounded more like fucking Grover. <laughs> you, you know what's sad? It was better and still wasn't good. <laughs> oh, but see, now this is the thing. You 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 you're feeling all down on that last album, like, oh, oh man, head is my I head. Sure oh, was, yeah. sorry, I, I'm not feeling this. I, I, I had to say I had to save that 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 fucking uh, energy for this shit. <laughs> I had to save that mm. gas in the tank for what I have to say about this fucking album. Uh First of all, I just got to throw some love to Lucas Dietz. Thank you so much for requesting this. The Yellow Album by The Simpsons from 1998. I want to keep that in mind as we're talking about this music. I've got I've got one question for you before we before we go any further. Very big Simpson fans mm. are we? Did you buy this album? Fuck no. I did. <laughs> <laughs> A few years prior, The Simpsons came out with an album called uh, Songs in the Key of Springfield, which is a soundtrack to the show. And Essential it's listening. Essential listening. It's like 50-something tracks. It's all your favorite musical moments from the show. And then they even had another album come out. Uh, going Simpsonphonic, Simpsonphonic, something like that. And it was like, hey, here are some other songs that were left out of the first one and some ones that happened since. And it was like, well, cool, I bought both of those. I'd be a pleb. I'd be... I wouldn't be a true fan 
if I didn't put down my money for this album that I have no idea what it is until I actually got it, and oh no, what a horrifying mistake I've made. I remember watching The Simpsons, like, premiering, you know, like, like the new episodes, and at the end of the episode, the fucking video for Do the Bartman uh, premiering. Mm. And I remember them showing that for, like, a couple weeks in a row. Like, they were really fucking proud of that thing. And hmm. it did really well overseas. I think it went, like, to number one in the UK, yeah, which is saying that's something. That's what I've heard. The the albums, like, Simpsons albums do well in other, in the UK. Go figure. Because <laughs> um, I think the UK just likes, it's just because it's a smaller place and a, novelty. It's so can novel. Just get around quicker. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that first album, Simpsons Sing the Blues. Uh, has singles uh, like Do the Bartman and Deep Deep Trouble, both of which have fully animated music videos you can check out on YouTube. I remember at least Do the Bartman. Yeah, so so again, it's like it's not <laughs> that album, guys. Half of those. Yeah, so so it's not that album, guys. It's it's not the first album you're no. thinking of. It's not even the second album you're thinking of. <laughs> so this is the piss stained fucking radioactive. Sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You, you, uh, you bring up an interesting point. So what happened was, that was a mm. full fucking album of songs, by the way, and only two of them uh, really caught on. So what the fuck are the other ones? I don't know. I mean, I guess they're there. You know, no one's really talking about them. That's fine. They, at some point, thought that they had fucking caught lightning in a bottle that, well, fuck, you guys, we better start recording a second album, like, right the fuck now, because Simpsons yeah. Fever isn't going anywhere. <laughs> we need to and give... And they're right. No, yeah, they're right. At least for another, at least for another ten years, they're right. Uh, we, gotta, we gotta keep the fans fed. We gotta give them what they want. We gotta quickly get recording that second album. And they did. Uh, starting in, I wanna say, 1992. They started recording yeah. what would be this album. And for whatever reason, <laughs> it got shelved for six years. So, so what you've got here, gang, is a fucking rap album for the most part. <laughs> And most, like, yeah, it's like, there's a, <laughs> all right. Oh, uh, we'll get to those. We'll fucking get to those. <laughs> recorded. Yeah, we gotta start with track one. <laughs> recorded in 1992 and 1993, Myself. 
Wait, wait. So you mean to tell me? Mm. You mean to tell me they didn't write the, the the other classic, the the Ten Commandments of Bart? That wasn't them. Ten Commandments of Bart was written by Matt Groening himself. Re- oh, see, the funny thing to me is that one was the most uh, CNC music factory sounding. See, you know what I mean? See and see, that's the weird thing because yeah, like, dude. D- he knew what the fuck was going on in music at the time, because, yeah, he he wrote a song that kind of fit the time period, anyway. Yeah, holy God. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about, let's actually address the very first thing that's going to make, that's a thing that's going to make you say, hmm, as you listen to this album, ah. uh, if I may be so uh, appropriate with my references. Well, yeah, that is very time appropriate. Sure, I'll allow it. There are no goddamn jokes on this album. No, no, <laughs> nothing, no. Nothing funny happens. No, okay. Nothing funny happens. No. <laughs> I, I will correct you. I will oh. correct you. Oh, I will stand corrected. Let me know. What were you guffawing at? What were you just holding your sides (laughs) together? All right, look. There's no need to to embellish, to... (laughs) No, but the only song partially written by a writer of the show, Jeff Martin, Mm. 24 Hours a Day, Apu's song, does in fact have some jokes in it. Oh, God, dude, I couldn't stand it. I could not. Okay, so there's a a solo song with Apu, and he wants to tell you, oh, girl, I'd like to get busy tonight, (laughs) but I've got to be at the, the Quickie Mart, and... Oh boy! Remember how people were making the case about Apu and how it's an uncomfortable stereotyping? You know, for the longest time I was like, I don't know. You know, I. I, Me too, same boat. Exactly. I've been watching the show, and you know, like I said, I've been watching in the last ten seasons. You know, just just for the fuck of it, just to be like, hey, yeah, it's interesting actually that that uh, we happen to review the show because I like like I said, I had recently been watching the, the show all the way through season one to ten just to see how it would hit me so and so years later. You know <laughs> I, what I, I like mean? how you said all the way through a third of the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the part that the fans acknowledge. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, you know, so you can imagine my uh, uh, bit of chagrin when I come to this album after You're listening shock to and awe. <laughs> 10 years of this show and none of that is on this album. No. <laughs> I was like, I just feel like I studied for a test where all the questions that I studied weren't on it. <laughs> 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 but but okay, so you have this fucking Apu song, and like I said, you know, I used to cape for it a little bit because I'm like, you know, when I see the show, I see how they actually characterize him as a human being. I see how they avoid the certain stereotypes in order to make him a more full character for the purpose of subverting the idea of what an Indian character is supposed to be. And then they make this song where it's just like, it, without the visuals, all you can imagine is a white guy doing a bad Indian voice because he has to sing and all that shit. So the voice isn't as, you know, thick and full throughout the whole time. So he's just kind of like, you know, he's trying to sing and exasperatedly going through it so you can hear the obvious, obvious white guy in there and some of the stereotypes to put in there. And just, it just, oh, it just hits you right. It just, no, it doesn't even hit you. It just rubs right up against your ear like sandpaper with how awkward and just, uh, it is. <laughs> it, it is worth pointing out that that's a problem on a lot of the tracks is that mm. these people are used to recording voiceovers for a cartoon. Uh, that That's it's something they're used to. It's something they've been doing for years. 
And so somebody probably thought, hey, it's just audio, right? Shit, we could just have uh, Bart rapping for most of it. It's it's, just voice acting. It's just voice acting? Yeah, what's the difference? (laughs) No, man. No, Bart, man. When you do it that much... I'm going to say this. I'm going to put it to you like this. You ever say a word out loud so many times that the word just becomes a noise like absolutely it doesn't mean anything anymore you're wondering if you're even saying it right because you've said it so many yeah, times yeah. by the end of this album it's like it doesn't even matter that it's bart it's just right. a, it's just a high-pitched squeaky <laughs> it's voice guy. it's just it's just nancy cartwright doing this fucking voice yeah. which which it doesn't I, even sound like a, yeah. It doesn't even sound like a boy without the the visual. That it just sounds like you know, like <laughs> I, I got a I got a oh god. I hate to tell the story, but um, you know Nancy Cartwright is a Scientologist. Oh boy. <laughs> um, Nancy Cartwright has actually called up people, uh, trying to convert them to Scientology over oh, the phone oh. as what? Bart Simpson. Oh. Why? <laughs> oh, that's not fair. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. If it was the late 90s, early 2000s again, and fucking Bart wanted me to convert to Scientology, I'd at least have to consider it. Like, yo, this is, this is a little too serendipitous. So gotta... <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. What are your thetan levels? Uh, I'm gonna have to find out. Shit, take all my money, please. <laughs> it's not every day that Bart wants to tell you about religion. <laughs> Hey, he's not a very religious guy, you know, maybe something spoke to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has to have. It's something so, in that Scientology book, something that L. Ron Hubbard Dianetics spoke to Bart Simpson. Let's, let's, let's fucking get to the yeah! nitty-gritty. <laughs> I can't Shot wait. goddamn one. Love question mark? <laughs> Holy shit. So you've got Look, this I'm fucking- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I've never huh? been this excited to talk about an album before. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking, so giddy. Oh, I'm fucking. Your, your fucking chops are watering. <laughs> oh no. Oh man, you got this number one first track. Sounds like some fucking crisscross shit. Yeah. And immediately, like I'm thinking, like, what year did this come out? <laughs> oh, what's this spread called love? What what is this spread called love? It, what it's, the fuck? It sounds like they're saying, what is this word called love? Yeah, Which, but it's... That, that doesn't make sense. It, yeah, I, what? I, I thought he was saying, what's this thing called love? But you look up the lyrics, it's spread. Like, what the fuck? Is, oh. Huh? <laughs> and, um, but, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. Hook is actually kind of kind of jamming a little bit. You know, if you get if you got crisscross under there, you know, you got a little bit of, um, who else is big at the top? Get Will's uh, Fresh Prince on that joint in 1992. Shit could have been slamming. What's this thing called love? Well, uh, you know, uh, haha, I'm Will Smith, and I'm here to say I got to tell you about love and a major part. <laughs> I know you rap a little better than that. <laughs> that's how that's how they rap on this fucking album. Oh yeah. my god, the fucking rap, the fucking rapping, the extensive rapping on this album. It's so and much. You're just like like you know one or two tracks. I get it. The novelty. You start here, start itching. Uh, you start inkling to that three or four mark with with Simpsons characters. You're like, all right, what? And, and, and like I said, it gets to this point where you're like. The very first track, it's a concept song about how Bart is going around and he's seeing everybody's in love. What's going on? Why is everybody in love? Oh, this is crazy. And 
there's no jokes. It's just the concept of like Bart going around and being like, what? Love's a thing. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Love's a and word. Fi- yeah, and the final verse is like, oh, Millhouse is in love. What? what? And as I'm listening to the song, I'm thinking like, this is from a kid's show. Like, the rapping, like, this doesn't sound like The Simpsons, the subversive fucking, you know, yeah. uh, you better fight. Yeah, exactly. This isn't your, you know, dad's cartoon show. We're going to make a couple of jokes that are, that are going to, you know, uh, rib up against society. You know what I mean? But it's just like, no, this is just a straightforward fucking, you know, this could have been on the fucking Ninja Turtles out of our shells fucking soundtrack. Like They tried to make a good album. They didn't try to make a funny album. And... You don't really think of The Simpsons and rap as being synonymous? Well, you, you think, think of jokes of, and humor. Yeah, you don't think of Simpsons and, like, musical quality? Not really, it, no. And it feels like they're trying to do that here. That's why I say it's like, is, like, are The Simpsons trying to be fucking gorillas? Are they trying to be serious right now? Because it's like, you have the song which is straightforward, like, if it weren't for the fact that it's about Bart. If you just replaced it with an early 90s rapper's yeah. voice, it's just a song about some guy, you know, seeing love everywhere. Except for the third verse where he specifically mentions Millhouse. But, like, there's no, like, jokes there. No. And then, and then if you, like, that is at least the novelty of Bart rapping. The second song is Sisters Are Doing It For Themselves. A Hell cover yeah. with Lisa Simpson and Anne and Nancy of, of Heart. Yeah. They're bringing out the like, big fucking guns for this, which again makes you pu- makes you wonder, they were really trying to fucking do something here, weren't they? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, wow. is this fucking Alvin and the Chipmunks? Like, are yeah. they really trying to make an actual... Because it's like, because there's no joke in this song either. No. It's a straightforward cover, except Lisa every now and goes like, yeah, we're really doing it. And it's just like... <laughs> All right, you know, I, I don't want to hate on this because, you know, feminist message and everything like that. But I, I just don't know how serious I'm taking it when you have the silly cartoon character. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> like, I, I thought it was... Okay, look, the way I rated these songs, by the way, I, I I tried to rate them in my head a little differently than I would a normal album. Like, I tried to give it at least, like, at least a little bit of leeway. as So, like, okay, I mm-hmm. know what this is, you know, at least. Like, I wasn't trying to compare this to, like... Something of like, or some shit. <laughs> yeah, something of real quality and merit. Um, sisters are doing it for themselves. I wanted to point this out specifically because they reference the song "Simpsons." Uh, sisters are doing it for themselves in a later episode, and I wonder uh. if that's a nod to the fact that they once recorded it. Because I don't think at this point they had released the album yet. See, I remember hearing about them dumping on their own uh, on this album at some point, but I can't remember when it was. Well, see, there's another joke that's, uh, it was from A Treehouse of Horrors, the episode where, uh, they find the monkey's paw at that, like, flea market. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, uh, yeah! And, and Bart says, uh, I wish, I wish we were rich and famous. And they're at a mall, and they're selling an album called, uh, The Simpsons Sing Calypso. Wait, but I thought that was in, like, 92, like, before yeah, this album th- came out, that, right? that was a reference to the Simpsons sing the blues. Oh, okay. And, and the guy walking <laughs> by is like, this shit's getting out of hand. Like, he's fucking over it. <laughs> the, oh, he didn't know. He had no idea that they had another one in the works and had to shelve it already. Um, but there was, another, there was another episode years later 
where Bart, it's like a one joke, and it works in the episode where Bart is trying to prove that he's cool, and he, like, sings a line from Do the Bartman, and even mm. Ralph Wiggum says, that's so 1991. <laughs> and, the, and the joke is, like, even Ralph gets it. Yeah, yeah. And that episode was either... It had to have been around the time this album came out. Because they knew. I wonder how much of it was pressure. Because who... If you shelved it in the first place and you knew it wasn't good enough to release... Was it just a fucking cheap cash grab? I guess. Yeah, see, that's maybe like at the end, like 1998, maybe they thought the train was about over, right? You know? Maybe, Cause, yeah. Because I'm thinking like, they, like how bad these songs were, I thought they came out earlier. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I figured this, this is was a compilation, the album that came yeah. out. Yeah, and, you know, just a cheap thing to get everything. But it's like, nah, this is when they probably should have taken more time to do something like this. But I think this was at the Simpsons mania of we're pushing out a whole bunch of stuff, and it's just one more thing to push out. Oh, oh, I want to do a shout-out to the fucking breakdowns on the rap songs, which are fucking weak as goddamn water. Fucking love when it does that little scritchity scratch breakdown, you know? Oh, we gotta throw it to the throw it to the and you hear it's like fuck. We're just like sound like every time they do like a breakdown in a hip hop beat, it always sounds like the scratch or whatever they're doing is just like is afraid of being too loud. So it's just like I mean, I want to interrupt the song, but you know, scritchity scritchity scratch, you know, like (laughs) this is fucking CNC Uh, Music Factory to blame for that shit. Level shit, fucking um, so. After that track, though, you you know, at least with track one, you're like, but at least this is what a Simpsons rap album, this, this is what a Simpsons album sounds like, right? Oh, they're doing a rap song because that's the novelty thing. Of course, you got Bart. What are they going to do with the other characters? So you got sisters doing it for themselves. Straight cover with Lisa Simpson. Okay. And then you get, right after that Wait, straight hold, cover, hold, you get a... Hold huh? on. I'm sorry. I got to point out. It's not just featuring Lisa. They do this really cringe thing. Where they bring in Patty and Selma at the end. Oh, yeah, at the, like, tail end oh, of the fucking and song. And you barely hear them in there, because get it, they're Marge's si- oh. <laughs> oh. But no, I gotta give it to Anne and Nancy Wilson of Heart. They <laughs> fucking deliver. They they committed to the they bit really in the same did. way that, like, like, you know whenever you see uh th- those, uh like, an Alvin and the Chipmunks thing, or, yeah. you know, it's a live TV special when they've got the, the, the characters animated and they're supposed to sing, like, you know, they're given the cheesy, melodramatic version of it because they're supposed to be playing off of these cartoon characters that they can't actually see yet. You know, like, that's the yeah. point. Like, I can at least enjoy that for that. But then you, like, whereas you can at least give it that compliment, then you get to Funny How Time Flies. And... Need I, I? I want to reiterate: there is nothing funny about what happens in this song. It's just a straight cover. <laughs> Another cover, originally written and performed by Willie Nelson. This time, brought to you by Homer and Linda Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt. Which I'm guessing because Linda Ronstadt was in the Mr. Plow episode that they yeah. had her around to record this too. Maybe, uh, was she Lurleen Lumpkins? Is uh, that it? no, there was the episode, uh, where- are, are you fucking kidding me? The one reference I thought I could have put in here, it's not no, even that- not even <laughs> that one. It's the episode where Mr. Plow is doing his thing, and then Barney comes in as Plow King. 
he fucking performs the Plow King song with oh. Linda Ronstadt. And oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, not even, yeah, not even that one. An even somewhat deeper reference to a better known episode. <laughs> Look, I'm going to say this. Uh, Bart, for the most part, at least sounds okay. Lisa, maybe not so much. You know, I'm not going to lie. Lisa actually, like, she sounded the most like she was taking it seriously. So yeah. when she was singing, my brain was like, this isn't even funny. It sounds like you're actually trying to, like, you're trying get real a hard. career on the side. Yeah, like, once this show goes off, I need to find my next thing. Yeah. And so maybe it'll be the singing thing, you know? Well, I've kind of an endearing voice. Let, let's see how it tracks, you but, know? But Dan Castellaneta as Homer, <laughs> he sounds straight garbage, dude. Oh, my God. Homer singing does not work. Like, okay, have you ever heard, um... That song, uh, so Old Dirty Bastard on the on the Nigga Please album, Old Dirty Bastard's second uh, album, mm. he did a song with someone who could actually sing, right? And it was supposed to be like this love ballad. And it's that kind of joking, like, okay, I know you can't sing ODB as well as this woman can, but it's oddly endearing with what's happening because uh. he's like going like, booty boo-doo, booty booty. Like he's doing <laughs> lots of like silly stuff, like, like silly stuff like that. Yeah. That little bit of stuff happening around the track doesn't even happen here. No. He's just singing it straight, and it's just, but he can't sing, and it's obvious, and and it's not even funny. Like, it's not even, like, so bad that you get the joke. It's just like, no, it just sounds like he's trying, and it's just not coming out that way. You know what I mean? There's a distinction between, hey, this joke song wasn't funny, and this song had no jokes in it. To be exactly. funny. They didn't even try to work a joke in. They just thought, hey, someone might want to hear Homer sing a duet with Linda Ronstadt. Why not? And I remember, like, specifically, I think it was season nine, where they were like, you know, oh, whoa, wouldn't it be silly if we did a variety show? And, oh, like, yeah. yeah. Because Simpsons isn't that type of show, right? We're such a better satirical show, but wouldn't it be funny if, you know, the the uh, the, the company took the reins and made us do this silly dance and, you know, dance and sing number like it's the fucking 70s all over again? Yeah. And then you listen to these songs and you're like, uh, but... Well, this joke's not funny anymore, because then you actually did it. <laughs> you, know? you actually fucking tried it. <laughs> yeah, you actually fucking tried it. <laughs> but, um... No, oh, keyword being try. <laughs> here, here is where I will say that despite its offensive nature, 24 hours a day, for what it's worth, is oh. the best song on the album. Oh, you were feeling that one, huh? It's the best one. <laughs> It's the it's the one yeah, with anything. It's the liveliest. It's the one that feels the most like a song song. It's it's the catchiest, comparatively speaking. It's the only one that has actual jokes written in. That, that's that at a good least, point. That's that at a good least point. work off a character. Okay. <laughs> it at least has jokes. You're right. It, at it, the very end, yeah, it, yeah. It focuses around, yeah, you know, like there's jokes throughout, and then at the end where it gets tied up, that's yeah, exactly. a fucking bit. It's like, all right, cool. But fucking, look, at, for a song written by the creator of the show, Ten Commandments of Bart, I really liked the instrumental on this one. 
Right? Yeah, yeah. Hold the oh. Thou shalt have fun. You know, like, that deserved right. a better... It deserves some better verses. That, oh my like, god, the verses are so <laughs> whack. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. He th- Yo, they thought they was making their Ten Crack Commandments. They really fucking thought. <laughs> Look, I don't know why. They wrote some whack-ass shit for Bart. Going back Dude. to love for a second. <sighs> why does Bart... And, and I get it, because because the skin tone. But why does Bart start a verse by going, As I follow the yellow brick road. No! You know, you know that specifically sounded like they were trying to do the rapper doing the rap cadence yeah. of the 90s. You know? <laughs> like, they were going for that a little more than it's just like, oh, you're not gonna... And it's just like ever so slightly offbeat. You know what I'm saying? At certain points, it's just like, oh, oh. <laughs> We had Bart rap in Do the Bartman. Shouldn't the, shouldn't the novelty of hearing Bart rap be dead by now? Why do right. I still want to hear it? Why would I still want to hear it? You know what this is like? This is like MC Scat Cat. <laughs> this is the MC Scat Cat album, the solo album for The Simpsons. When you fucking had <laughs> MC Scat Cat on Opposites Attract, it was mm. like, yeah, okay, I get that. But then, yeah, when they released a full album of songs... Oh, he had to strike it out on his own. (laughs) Of songs performed by MC Scat Cat, because they fucking thought it had legs. Four of them. Paul Abdul was holding him back. (laughs) Holy shit, dude. If someone feels like wasting some money, please please (laughs) request the MC Scat Cat album. Oh, god damn it. It's worse than you could possibly imagine. The Ten Commandments of Bart. So we get this song where it's like, you know, you're thinking, oh, Ten Commandments of Bart, it's going to be about, you know, Bart being, uh, telling you all the, uh, you know, the the subversive things to do if you want to be on Bart's team. Yeah. But it's just like, nah. first, uh, commandment number ten, shake your big rear end, and commandment number nine, you gotta bust a fresh rock. Oh, no. <laughs> When has Bart Simpson ever busted a fresh rhyme? Exactly. When on this album has he busted a fresh rhyme? (laughs) This fucking fake-ass black box sounded beat. Oh, no. (laughs) This (laughs) fake-ass... Oh, my God. Uh, I think this also had another weak-ass scratch breakdown, too. The way Bart... Okay, look. The fucking beat breaks down... At one point on, on the song. And Bart's like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I need help. On the double, of course, because yeah, that's, right that's right. the rhyme scheme. That, that, that's uh, that's yeah, the that. fresh rhyme he decided to bust right there. Uh. Um, he's, he, he says, he, like, I'm real desperate. So he gets Maggie to suck on her pacifier. Oh, yeah! And, <laughs> and he says... So, come on, Maggie, start sucking. No. <laughs> no! <laughs> At, no! At what point, how, did no one in that room at any point say, Nope. See, they had to immediately follow it up with the sucking noises on the beat oh. so that you could under- immediately understand what was happening. Oh, that's that's <laughs> what I desire. A baby with an ultra hip pacifier. Oh. <laughs> Th- there was one there was one line 
it ain't true that our culture's in decline. Just listen to the super fine, spine-shaking bass line. Yeah! I was like, you know, huh, that's actually that kind of dope. <laughs> that was a dope-ass little fucking and it rhyme was, scheme. And, and it was then, delivered okay. I was like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then you hear the bass line, and it's like... My spine, it's so shook. (laughs) After Ten Commandments Apart, we have to get to Just Can't Help Myself, co-written by CNC Music Factory. I can't let y'all forget. I really like the instrumental on this one, too. Yeah, actually. (laughs) This is the one where I was just like, oh, you're you're trying to be taken seriously. Okay. I didn't really care for Bart's No, verse. absolutely not. His first verse is like, there I go, here I go, where I go, I don't know, I just can't help myself, <laughs> oh, no. so why do I do what I do when I do? Well, I can say so, or I just don't know. Oh like, my god, yeah, that no, was a horrible way to start. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? Um, but, Le- but Lisa's verse is okay. Okay, Lisa's verse is interesting, because, yeah. like, it's not that it's great, but it gets kind of weird at the end, yeah. where it feels like she's just just speaking a little too much about her personal life, and, like, See, like I, I feel like, like they're that. trying to give you the character, but it just felt like, oh, this is actually kind of sad. Like, <laughs> See, th- yeah, I wish, like, that was the kind of Apu moment, where it kind of, like, yeah. went into more about Apu. It's like, okay, cool, yeah, do more of that shit, please. So... When the first verse is just, yeah, Bart doing his rapidy rap bullshit. And then the second verse is Lisa saying, I have a dream, more like a nightmare, that I'm being born and my parents are there. But they're not Marge and they're not Homer. I feel like I was switched at birth. And then you're like, oh, wow, holy shit. That's taking the whole just can't help myself thing in a different direction. That's kind of interesting. And then the last verse is Homer likes to eat a lot. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Bringing it back to that well, the the old the old comfort zone we all love so much. Well, yeah, and, and the funny thing is, it's like the way she raps is just like I feel like a book that's on the wrong shelf. I know I shouldn't think it, but and it's like a dramatic pause. I just can't help myself. I love like, that. Just, yeah, like it actually seems like it's an issue. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like like it broke the novelty funness of the song. Where we're just like, holy shit, are we speaking to the characters? Like, really, what's going on right now? Because <laughs> you know? because the verse starts with her like, oh, there I go again, little sister know it all. I have no friends at all. <laughs> it was honestly kind of like a character piece. <laughs> yeah, it's like you really fucking tried with this one. You fucking went in, and then yeah, the last verse is fucking Homer. Uh, I eat a lot. I will say, it is the one point where I, like, legitimately laughed. Because, you know, okay, again, watching the show, it, it, there was a joke in one episode where he was going to rap. Where he's like, oh, I know, kids. How would I do a rap? I can't do homework. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't even try. But he goes like, I'm going to rap and rap and say, and, and the whole time, like, they bar- he, he barely even gets one line in. And, like, Lisa and Bart are just like, Dad, stop. No. Yeah. No, stop doing this. <laughs> And, like, the, he goes, like, I'm singing it around, and, like, he's doing so bad, like, the cat notices and, like, screeches and runs off. <laughs> yeah, the cat leaves the room. <laughs> like, <laughs> the whole time, they're just like, Dad, stop, never do that again. And he's even doing, so, like, the yo hands. He shakes the hat backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Homer's verse starts, so he's like, 
hey, I kind of like this rapping thing. Because it's sort of like music, but you don't yeah, have to it's sing. Like, it's like, hey, okay. And Homer <laughs> rapping sounds a million times better than Homer trying to sing. Most fucking definitely. I honestly would have taken more Homer rapping over the singing. I would take more Homer rapping over Bart rapping. It gives you a break from all the rapity rap, 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 rap. With the... Oh my god, like, it's six minutes. Um, Dude, I'm not gonna lie, this was my other favorite song. See, I, I, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> but, but you know why, right? Because it's fucking P-Funk. Because it's fucking P-Funk! I mean, P-funk yeah. Comes, dude, you, when this beat starts, immediately my brain, like, clicked up, like, huh? Quality <laughs> music? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Like, I, like, as soon as I heard it, I thought, like, the, oh, my brain went like, oh, are they sampling, like, some hip-hop song? And they're like, oh, because it's an original P-Funk song and everything sounded like them in the 90s, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, and I'm actually, I gotta say with the song, I was actually really, like, happy with it because it l- allowed P-Funk to do what they normally do, right? The song is just a normal, just like, we're just funking around it's and having a, a good jam. time. It's just a jam, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and that's how a lot of the songs are. So it's, it's like, okay, they're playing to their strengths, and then the point is, hey, Lisa, get your ass on this sax, we gotta have a good time, you know what I mean? And it's so kid-friendly and fun, and like, she's mm. just like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it too, okay, I'm gonna sing my sax now, like, it's just, it's a good moment, and you have, like, you're feeling it, you know what I mean? You feel the moment of the song because P-Funk is a lot of fun and it's fun just hearing like Lisa Simpson the character of Lisa Simpson like I don't know like you know how sad her life is so it's just nice to hear her smiling and having fun on a track for for a while oh my god (laughs) there's even a part where they go um uh I've never seen you smile this big and she just goes I never have Oh, that was that was a bit too much characterization. I was like, like oh, this hey. is the most fun I've had my whole life. I've never smiled <laughs> no, like this. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm dead serious. No. The happiest Lisa Simpson has ever been is on the shitty throwaway album. Yeah, Ain't that a bitch. <laughs> the interaction, especially like towards the end, where it just sounds like they're just fucking around. Like, yeah, I don't mind that. I don't think it needs to be this long though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But look, if you if you if you knew at, when you were listening to this song that the next song coming was oh. anyone else, oh. <laughs> would you not wish for another three minutes? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm actually torn. So what you got here is uh, anyone else, co-written by uh, Lisa. And, um, I'm gonna say Angel, Angela, and John Bolin. Uh, two accomplished songwriters in the country and adult contemporary uh, genres. Lyrics, I think it's okay. Yeah. But man, the vocal performances, what is going on here? They know. sound so bad. Like, the the pitches are way too high. Yeah. What's going on? You know, I was saying this song, but I'm honestly looking at the next one now. <laughs> see, I was, see, look. Um, <laughs> The, the, the two songs that have the lowest ratings from me mm. are uh, Funny How Time Slips Away, because yep. there's no jokes there, and, and anyone else, because again, there's just no jokes there. 
Well, I was going to say, uh, well, because at least with anyone else, at least there's a concept where it's like, I would rather have anyone than you as my brother. And he's like, well, I want someone who likes to have fun. So I want anyone who's not you as my sister. Uh, and again, I want someone who lives their life according to the Ten Commandments of Bart. And, and again, you're listening to this album like, is this from a children's show? What the fuck? It almost ventures into, like could easily sound like a song between, like, jilted lovers, which makes it weird, too. Uh, right! <laughs> and, and it's like, the, that's what it feels like. This album feels like, okay, so you know the merchandise for Simpsons, you know, couldn't be too crass. That had to be the family-friendly version, because there are some people out there, or people who are just younger at the time, who, you know, they're not getting all the bad jokes, all that stuff. They just like the pretty yellow images, right? <laughs> so, like, that's what this album is. It isn't any of the personality. It's just... The fun yellow, we're the nuclear family th uh, thing. Th like, this is that played straight for this album. And it yeah. feels so, like, tone deaf as to what the show is. Yeah, because you don't have people from the show writing on the songs. Like, if you had people who wrote for the show, like Anapu's song, if, they, if you had writers from the show working on the songs instead of CNC Music Factory because you're trying to make something that's going to sell. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, and the thing is, it still sound, a lot of it still sounds cheap. So it's like, yeah. my thing is, I would be okay with the cheapness if I was laughing all the way. But I'm not laughing all the way, so now I'm just paying attention to how much you guys are seem like you're actually trying to make a legit album and it's not working. Yo, you know? they, they deadass tried to get Prince on this album. Yeah, didn't they do a song that they took off later on called My Name is Bart that was supposed to be, like, the parody? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I wonder, if the album did come out in, like, 92, 93, do you think Prince would have been on it? Or do you well, think... Well, that song would have been a little bit more relevant at the time. Yeah. <laughs> or do you think Prince only pulled out because it's like, alright, your asses are taking too long, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. But I don't know. Probably. My two worst songs are the ones where Homer fucking sings. The, uh... <laughs> it's the, the country song with yep. not Lurleen Lumpkins from earlier. No. Nope. And, uh, fucking Every I'm Summer so With You. Where Homer sounds like he's old. So... <laughs> I every day, they, every day, every day. Yeah, like, he... He, he sounds, sounds more like, like Grandpa Simpson than Homer. Yeah! And so <laughs> I thought they were... Because when they're a plot point in one of the episodes where, like... Uh, grandpa dates Marge's mom or something like that. So I thought that's what they were going for, but then she says Homer at the uh, in the middle of the song so I'm like, oh, wait, what? What? Because, <laughs> like, you know that sounds like old man, right? Like, you know it sounds like old man. Dude. It's like, do you just sing that badly where you can't, you like, figure out your voices in between there? You know what I mean? If this, this is like the third worst song. It, it, it would have been on the same level as the other two. If, mm. like, I don't know, man, it, it kind of falls in that category of how you were talking about how, like, it's nice to hear Lisa being happy. Uh, oh, just, it hits that, little, hits that little thing for you, doesn't it? It's like, just, it's just kind of nice to hear Homer and Marge being sweet to each other. It's just kind of like, so, oh, kinda cute. This would be that part, like, you know, in the later seasons where they've earned, you know, they've earned a moment of, uh, of, uh, of earnestness, right? You Dude, know? even early on when the episode where you thought Homer was gonna fucking die? True, true. Holy shit! Dude. Yeah, yeah. The Simpsons pulled on heartstrings they, they so- They can get you. Whew, so well. 
Um, yeah. So, so and, and you know, actually, I would say this one is at least a slightly better one because it at least has the point of, like, Marge and Homer sing a song together. I mean, he sounds like he's 30 years into the future, but fucking fine. Uh, but yeah, with the, with the other one, you don't even have that novelty because it's just like, who the fuck is this country woman doing on this song with him? What is he cheating on on Marge? What's going on? Uh oh, as he was often known to do in the early <laughs> seasons. Holy see, shit! Maybe they were, you know, throwing back to that lonely love kid shit. As I'm saying, because Homer never interacted with Linda Ronstadt. But yeah, I thought that one was okay. By the way, co-written by Jerry Beckley, a founding member of the band America. What? Huh? Wait. The guys that did the fucking, I've been through the, the desert, desert on, on a horse. horse. No, no fucking way. Yeah. No fucking way. He co-wrote the song, yeah. <laughs> what are the fucking odds? They pulled some strings. They got the big-ish names. Um, we got The big a... names of certain years. <laughs> the big <laughs> names from 74 to 76. Hail um. to the Camp Krusty. We got a rap this album up so just when you're going oh man what just show me anything that has anything to do with the fucking show anything that has any <laughs> semblance to the show at all please and they throw you, get, you a bone yeah they throw you a bone for the first two minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they decided to jay made a couple of extra verses for you you know just to give you your money's worth <laughs> oh yeah it's just like all right you didn't need to do that in fact, that's very detrimental to your product right now, bro. A special appearance by uh, Krusty the Clown, who sounds okay. Uh, the laugh sounds a little off, but I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him, that's fine. And a severely, oddly underused Auto Man who comes in with a verse, but, like, again, you think there's gonna be a joke and then there just isn't? Hey man, he'll work for food. That's the, that's the joke. The, the the first half of the song is just the the Camp Krusty theme that you would have heard in the episode. Then it breaks down with Otto on guitar, I guess. Uh, he sings a verse, Bart, <coughs> Bart sings a verse, Lisa sings a verse. Uh, it, it might as well Martin. have been replaced with fucking Hello Mata, Hello Fada, uh -huh. you know, like, for, for as much as it really means, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, and then, like, the whole... Like, end of it is just, like, pointless shit. What? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wait, you mean where, where, where it rocks out or whatever the fuck? Where Bart's like, we hate it! Oh, Let's yeah! Um, and then it just goes ah, on. They thought they was getting down. Oh. They thought they were fuck. They thought they had all the fucking kids throwing up the devil horns. Oh and fucking rocking God. out. It goes on for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Why? And it's just like, like, literally, you know, it's just like, if this were talking about, like, a real thing, like, yeah, bird it down, it would be like, ah, fucking, we're rocking out. But it's just like. It's a place that isn't real for a joke song that isn't that good <laughs> on an album that needs to stop. We're singing <laughs> about know. a fictional summer camp. I can't be that <laughs> mad about it. I ended up giving this a one. How about you? Uh, so I rated it uh, a point six. Oh, okay. <laughs> out of five. So all right. Uh, would I round that up or down? Mm. <laughs> I'm, 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 Fuck that, this is zero. Fuck this album. Fuck this album. No. <laughs> you don't need to listen to any of this shit. The only fucking song you need to goddamn listen to is 
I, you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the uh, the P Funk song with Lisa because at least y- you at least get that feeling, like you said, of just like, uh, oh man, it's cool to hear her having fun. You know, like you know, if, if you, it, you at least get that pop. You know, if it wasn't a fucking white guy doing it, I'd say 24 hours a day. <laughs> but yeah, it's just kind of tainted by that. It's fucking. You can't really listen to it and not think about that. Yeah, like maybe if there was a music video for it where you could like be directly looking at Apu and you're be like, looking ah, at him. Yeah. yeah, but like when you're not looking at him and you just have to imagine him and he's kind of reaching to sing the voice so you can tell what ethnicity the guy is really clearly. But that about does it for the reviews. And um, if you're sitting there wondering what cruel fate, what brought us. Uh, to to the point where we're talking about the Yellow album. What by unkind Simpsons. hand? <laughs> <laughs> what what monkey paw was wished upon? <laughs> it's 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 Patreon, my dude. You gotta go either to uh, Patreon.com/slash/RapCritic or Patreon.com/slash/Muse. Uh, check the pages for details. As previously mentioned last week, we might try to simplify that in the near future by making a unified Kofi page. Uh, to direct exactly. you to, to keep instead. Ear out. Keep your ear out. Yeah, uh, as soon as we have more details on that, as more uh, we make progress on that, we'll let y'all know. Make sure you're following us on Spotify. You gotta be following us on Spotify so you never miss a new episode. And it's the only place that has all the episodes in one place. You don't need to be jumping around between both of our YouTubes or anything like that. They're not even all on YouTube. A couple got taken down, unfortunately. So Spotify is the only place you can go to hear... All 200 and now what? Nine? I think this is two- 209, yeah. 209? All 209 episodes in one place on Spotify, so make sure you're following us there. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, uh, follow- You know, I, you know, I got that station head, uh, for you. You know, playing, uh, new joints, uh, from- uh, from all time zones and all time periods, Cool, you know? and- and you'll be streaming the Yellow album, of course. <laughs> I, I don't mean to tease the listening audience. I'm so sorry. Oh, you know, I was thinking about it. I, like when I first <laughs> when I first started playing this, I was like, you know, this will be a fun little romp. You know, to to, to let the fan. Nah, no, <laughs> no, nah. can't make me do it again. I can't go for that. <laughs> no can do. Uh, <laughs> for the going off podcast. Until next week, I'm Muse, and I'm Rap Critic. And shh.